0: I want to be notified when it's gonna rain, even though Weather App tries to do it and they get it wrong, and I want my
1: shoes to power lace. Your jacket is now dry. I don't think it's necessary, but it's cathartic. Do you feel catheterized? I think I imploded. <laughs> no, but you have hit puberty. I feel like my mass has increased greatly. And my volume is still the same. What's going on? Am I a black hole? Am I a black hole?
0: I have a tough time knowing what angle I want to stand at you, too. I mean, right now, I'm facing directly away from you, and I don't feel comfortable.
1: The least confrontational angle, 38.2 degrees. 32 degrees? Why? Is that real? Or did you make that up? It's a thing. 32 (laughs) degrees is real. (laughs) I believe I said 38.2, but I totally made it up.
0: (laughs) I only listen to 38.2% of what you say.
1: Welcome to General Geekery. Specifically, it's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And I think Ben just got pissed off that I broke that introduction.
0: No, I forgot that we hadn't done it yet. Oh, wait, we need to introduce ourselves. Oh, we have names. I'm glad I got my line right this time.
1: It's like, seriously, you had no throwaway lines. You had nothing. You had no counter to that. Wait, do you want a bumper? How about a bumper? No bumper? Okay, no bumper. (laughs) This is supposed to be witty repartee. It doesn't work if I'm doing all the work here. Plus, I don't speak French. She cut through the intersection of a highway on the half beat, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's—we got this rhythm going. Everybody's green lights going, turn traffic's turning. This car is driving. This car is driving. This car's and there she was, and she's just driving. Looking around, making eye contact with everyone, I don't know if anybody else knows this, but I'm trying to go to work. I don't think it's necessary, but it's cathartic. Do
0: you feel catheterized? Well, I can tell you what I really appreciate, the, the very little time that I've spent in Europe and particularly in particular on the Autobahn, they are very serious about if you are not passing somebody that you stay oh, in the yeah, right no,
1: lane. Yeah.
0: So if you're in the left lane, because the the American mentality is like, Okay, well, the speed limit says fifty five and I'm doing fifty nine which is, I guess, in this individual's mind, egregiously over the speed limit and, you know, borderline insane. But they're really traveling the exact same speed as the people in the right-hand lane that realize that 59 to 55 is not egregiously fast. Right. That's a normal speed. So that's like the mentality is like, oh, this is totally the speed that I should go. In Europe, in Germany, on the Autobahn. If you're in the left lane and you're not doing 145 miles an hour, you you need to get over because I was over there and I'm driving at what I think is a breakneck speed, which is probably around 95 miles an hour, somewhere just short of 100 miles an hour. What were you you driving? A van.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you really were like... Risking your life and limb.
0: There's a little, it's a rental van. So there's like a little, uh, a little thing that says, do not go past here. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm a good 20 degrees past that. Right. I I don't do kilometers. So I'm just, I'm over here somewhere. If it were miles per hour, it would have been 25 miles per hour over. But here's the thing in America. And this is the, this is the thing with American roads. I don't get why people have supercars. I don't get why they have cars that have like V10 engines that go zero to 60 in two seconds and have a top speed of 124 miles an hour. You can't use it. If you live in Germany, you get to drive on the autobahn. You buy you that can, car. Yep. You buy your Mercedes uh, Seven Series or your your M seven or, or whatever it is. So I'm doing almost 100 miles an hour in the left side, and I look up,
1: and a in s- your shitty ass life ending <laughs> coffin, <laughs> coffin ready to go for you, which is convenient. And what looks like a speck way behind me looks like it has four little
0: circles right next to each other. And I was like, I think. I think that's an Audi. And the very next thing I see is lights flashing and horns blowing. And it is coming up on me like I'm standing still. And like I move over as quickly as I can. This guy's just boom, just, <laughs> just busting past me. You do not stay in the left lane in, 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 and you will get a ticket for it. No ticket for going too fast. A ticket for being in the wrong lane.
1: That can happen. In, that can happen here now, too. How's so? that? Uh, left hand lane There's a move over law. There's there's two move over laws. Yeah. One, you can't be in the right lane. If there's, you know, an emergency vehicle pulled over, like most places, you have to get over, give them room or slow down. You also can't be in the left lane just cruising around Mm -hmm. if someone wants to pass you. So who gets in trouble
0: if, I mean, you're now the the Mm -hmm. expert on this to me. Who gets in trouble if if I'm in the left lane? Mm -hmm. Okay, no, no, no. Somebody else is in the left lane. I come up on them going faster than they are, and I want to get around them. And I pass in the right lane. I do a
1: right-hander. Mm-hmm. Do I get in trouble or do they get in they trouble? They get ticketed. They get ticketed. They get ticketed for um, not moving over. It's a move over law. And what what was, and I don't know if this has changed because uh, every like year, two, I think it's every two years, they publish the uh, the addenda to Georgia law mm-hmm. for like police officers, people who are out practicing executive authority, not like lawyers, because you know, lawyers, they have bookshelves. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have these books that are like cinder blocks Mm -hmm. they come out every two years oh here's everything that's happened in the past two years you might want to know about it when it came out it wasn't that long ago one of the things they said was this is not a speed limit issue Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're you can be in a left-hand lane at super speeder speeds yeah if someone wants to pass you you have to get over yeah and if you don't get over you can be cited for not getting over and for super speeding (laughs) so. <laughs> you can be cited for going too slow and going way too fast because we have the super speeder law here too, which is you can get cited for speeding or you can get cited for super speeding. You can be a super speeder, which is what? speeding, a super speeder tack on to- a fee on top of your speeding ticket, extra points, and be cited for going too slow. Exactly. You're going too fast. You're going too slow. Your car's upside down. In uh, Big Hero 6.
0: The animated movie. Yeah.
1: The animated movie. You want a Baymax? No, 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 (laughs) No, and that's where everybody's gonna jump, right? Oh man, what's he talking? He's talking about the Baymax. Is he talking about the nanobots? Is he talking about the you know the mask that controls him? Is he talking about like all these other things? No, I want a a licensed product. I want Tadashi's hat. (laughs) I think it looks fucking badass. I want that, and I want Inside Out. I want the Dad Startup shirt. I want the Dad Startup shirt and the Tadashi hat. I want licensed products. I found knockoffs. They're not. They're not great. So I don't want them. And I, as much as I don't currently like a lot of the systems that are in place, I recognize that people have worked to make these things happen. I'm willing to pay for a licensed product. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's a knockoff that's just as good and I can't buy a licensed product, absolutely, I'm buying a knockoff. No problem. How, how can I, how can I not have this hat? How can I not have this shirt? Like we're talking a $20 thing here, maybe 30 because it's Disney.
0: That's a deep cut. That's a real deep cut. How
1: simple is this? That's a real deep cut. It's the only fucking hat in that movie. If you're going to make a big hero six hat, one hat for the movie. Mind you, this is the theme park where they have like 500,000 hats on the racks. Yeah. One hat for one movie. That's the only hat in the movie. Newsreel. Peak Kickstarter. This week... Power Toothpaste on Indiegogo. Power Toothpaste is the world's first caffeine-infused toothpaste that gives you a rush while you brush. You'll feel energized and alert before you've even finished brushing. Morning suck. Power Toothpaste eliminates morning grogginess just minutes after waking up. Power Toothpaste doesn't deliver a mega blast of caffeine, but provides a subtle buzz, increasing focus, alertness, all without the crash. Regular coffee drinkers who use our toothpaste still enjoy their morning cup of coffee. The difference is they feel great as they are getting ready. So don't worry about the coffee then brushing quandary. Brush then coffee then brush. Power Toothpaste on Peak Kickstarter.
0: That makes it sound like someone out there actually does something before putting caffeine in their system. I fall out of my bed. I crawl into the kitchen. I pour yesterday's leftover coffee down my gullet as I'm making today's coffee.
1: I can't think of anything less useful to me than not making coffee in the morning. I mean, and who cares about the the
0: coffee taste? You're like, I want to brush the coffee taste out of my mouth. No, I don't. Have you been to a coffee house? It smells delicious. I want my whole mouth and aura to smell like that at all times. You, know,
1: you smell like you smell like French roast. Thank you. 80. You know what else has 80 milligrams of coffee? Some coffee beans. I can put them <laughs> in the nightstand next to me, and just chew them as I make my way to the coffee maker.
0: Now, here's a Kickstarter we need to actually have: is a coffee maker, a small coffee maker, right next to your bed. That is also an alarm. So it wakes you up and it makes you like a little cup of coffee. So you're like, Oh yeah, that's my morning cup of coffee. So you don't even have to get out of bed to have your first cup of coffee. You can actually still be prone and just kind of like roll over
1: and just be like, ah, the best part of waking up is having this before anything else. See, for my habits, I would end up throwing a coffee maker across the room and scalding the dogs, honey, we're going to have to buy a new bedside coffee maker. (laughs) I think I have third degree burns. Do you got nope. to go to the hospital?
0: No. <laughs> Not, until I have Not, my co- Not until I've had my cup of coffee. <laughs> you, we're probably all familiar, or a lot of us are familiar, a few years back, I, uh, 2011, five years back, half a decade ago, God, I'm old. Nike released the Back to the Future shoes. So, Nike released the, uh, the Nike Mags, uh, which were the shoes that Marty McFly wore in Back to the Future too. So they did it as part of an auction. And are you familiar
1: with with uh, the with this whole deal? <coughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So yeah, they released. Yeah,
1: those. I wanted him so bad, and <laughs> then I looked at the money they were going for, and I said, I don't want him as bad as I thought I did. Well,
0: I mean, the money was going to a good place. It was going sure. to the Michael J. Fox uh, Foundation. Um,
1: not that the, where the money was going was not really relevant. That's not the problem.
0: <laughs> that's not the problem here. Um, so they were arranging between. Get this. Okay. So between. $2,300 and $9,959 was the going rate right. for these shoes. Cause when I saw it, I was like, that's awesome. And there was, I mean, I, there was, a, I, I think a lot of them, like a thousand or some odd shoes was 1500, wow. 1500. Yeah. And I'm like 1500, there's gotta be at least one pair. I can be like, I'll give you a couple hundred dollars. Right. And they're like, yeah, LeBron sell for a couple hundred dollars. Trust me, you're not getting these. Nope. So they released them, but here's the problem. And I'm going to say problem. Here's the problem. They release these things, and it's like great, awesome. It looks just like the shoe from the movie,
1: but they do not self lace. You know, the the only phrase that pops to mind is "bill of goods." So, <clears throat> but it's, it's it's you know, and that's crazy, right? Because that was the cool thing about them. The only comment made about the shoes was. Pow- All right. If the rest of the thing was like a pair of like, it could have been like McDonald's burger wrappers. If they self-laced,
0: that was the important part. I want my jacket to dry itself. I want to be notified when it's going to rain, even though weather app tries to do it and they get it wrong. And I want my shoes to power lace. Your jacket is now dry. So then Nike, a few, I mean, I think it was like last year. I should look these things up. Um, They finally did it. Mm-hmm. They released self lacing shoes, so I mean not that it really does much it's just kind of like a right. other thing but, but, st-
1: it's not, but that's st- not the point it's not it' not what it does but, hey look the whole internet of tech uh, internet of Things movement does nothing and has gained incredible traction. It's not about what it does well
0: a lot of how it, cool is it well, that's the thing though but a lot of advances in technology seem to be this way it kind of begs the question gonna talk about it briefly, but not a lot, but usually it's like the whole chicken and egg uh, question as far as like is it like Let's just think of what we can do and make something incredible. Or is it like, okay, well, we saw it in a sci-fi movie. Now let's kind of reverse engineer back into the thing that we thought was cool. So it's like people were not developing like the shoe companies were not like, what's the next big thing? They're like, um, let's make self lacing shoes no it 's people watch back to the future and then they put out the mags, and people are like, "Hey, great, these shoes don 't lace themselves and nike 's like, "Fuck it goes to charity like, not self lacing and so nike 's like, "Fuck, here you go, We can make it here, here, here.
1: Are you happy now? I think somewhere along the line someone 's sitting there saying, "You know all this marketing was already paid for <laughs> we 're just letting it die. Someone bought this marketing twenty years ago." And people are still remembering it. We want hoverboards so badly that we call segways without, you know, arms hoverboards. That's how badly we want these things. And the marketing's done. Like if you if you could come to market with an actual hoverboard, besides the fact that it won't work, but if you could come to the market with an actual hoverboard, the marketing's done for you.
0: Okay, so let's imagine that you are one of the people that spent nine thousand nine hundred and fifty nine dollars. Th- what do
1: you think the fart apps work, or like the chicken apps work? You know. I got the, I got a chicken at box. Also, it makes calls. Also, it browses the internet,
0: right? Okay. So let's pretend that you're one of the people that paid $9,959 for a pair of mags. And you're like, you know what? I'm set. I've got iconic shoes from a movie. I don't, I I'm, I'm all set. My shoe collection is complete. Hope you have a good cobbler. They're not making them again. Unless they decide to make another shoe from another movie. Reebok has released the Alien Stompers, uh, uh, fittingly enough on, I'm having to look this up, I do not know this off the top of my head, LV426, so that would be 426.16, they are releasing the Alien Stompers, the exact same shoes you saw in the Aliens movie.
1: Which I'm going to say, if I had to choose between the two, probably the Alien Stompers, they're good looking kids. The
0: Stompers are great, and in fact, they're doing two versions of the Stompers. So they've got the full version, like the big stompers that come up like super high. But then they've got bishops stompers, yeah. which were like the lower ones, which you know, were like yeah. the more kind of normal. That's kind of what I would go with. You get mm-hmm. the big tall yeah, ones. And people like the low tops. You get the big tall ones, and people are like, "Look at that asshole! He paid a bunch of money for you know some movie shoes. I bet they cost nine thousand nine hundred fifty nine dollars." Yeah. But you get the low
1: ones. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, hey, Grandpa. Nice low tops with the Velcro laces. You okay? Can you stand up? Can you walk around? I would say that's a grandpa thing, but you know the pumps came back. So actually, yeah. like like kids, quote-unquote. Also, also a grandpa thing at this point. <laughs> so what are these? So you, you, how long did you spend pumping your shoes up? Like you didn't just tie them? This pause brought to you by Village Wine and Spirits. Village Wine and Spirits. It's not Pepsi perfect. It's better. Boardwalk Empire has nothing to do with this, except for the fact that one of the actors is in Boardwalk Empire, and I have to kind of unwind my mind.
0: Steve Buscemi?
1: Yeah, Steve Buscemi. Okay. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, he was like a main actor. That's not how it always works. Sometimes I have to scroll through and it's like, oh, this guy was in three episodes. Awesome. Steve Buscemi did this uh, cameo on um, on 30 Rock uh-huh. where he's trying to like narc on some kids in high school. He's like a private investigator. So he's showing up and this is like five years ago. So he looks like, well, I mean, he looks like he's done the past 20 years. He looks like he's never <laughs> he, aged. He, he, he just <laughs> was always... He has the Jeff Goldblum syndrome. He's never aged. Yeah. He just started at like 65. Yeah. So he's got, he's going to cut that look, that ageless look. It just started older, but it was an ageless look. Yeah. Um, so he looks like that and he's wearing, you know, garish, like nineties teen kind of look in a high school and like, you know, early 2010 or something like that. He's mm-hmm. like, what's up children. <laughs> what's up fellow. What's up fellow students. And I kind of felt like, felt like she was looking at me like that way. I was like, what I've got, My flannel sleeves are rolled up. I got, I got my hat on. I'm sitting on a wall. I'm cool. Got my cargo shorts, mad kicks, what I fit in, <laughs> sir? We're gonna have to ask you not to come to this restaurant anymore. <laughs> you can, you can, you can order food, but please don't talk. We'll bring it outside. Just sit in your car. We'll bring it to your car. You don't know for car side service. We do for you.
0: I feel like you could only make your outfit better either wearing the air mags or wearing the stompers. Yes, that is a situation where you know what. If you are wearing the full stompers, the the big, the big tall ones, you jump up there and they look at you. You are like, sir, please don't do that. And then they see your stompers and you are like, this dude kills aliens.
1: Wait, you've seen aliens? Awesome. You seem kind of young. So Batman versus Superman, you seen it yet? No. No, I, I, I have no interest in seeing this movie. And I feel like, I feel like by watching all the, you know, all the advertisements and this huge marketing blitz that they've shown me the whole movie. Oh yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. I've seen it in 30 seconds. I have absolutely no interest, which is crazy. Wait, so you're saying they're not bearing the lead? No, I don't think so. I don't think there is a lead. I honestly think this was just, like, a Godzilla movie, and they're like, shit, let's talk about Batman and Superman costumes, because Godzilla's out right now.
0: No, I, I have no desire to see it whatsoever, and I, I probably should, but you're exactly right. I saw the first trailer, and I'm just, I, I played naive moviegoer with, with this one, because I really wanted to like, I really wanted to like Man of Steel. I really wanted to like this movie. And I haven't seen it, so I can't say that I don't, but I can say this, was I saw the first teaser, and I was like, oh, that's awesome, like... Batman looks great. Soup's looks great. Like I got so excited and then they I, look good. And then I saw the full trailer. You've already lost your, your, your big turn in the movie that it's Batman versus Superman, but it's not really Batman. Sorry. V Superman.
1: It's the beginning of the justice league. So, right. So just call it that. What's crazy is dark Knight returns. Okay. Frank Miller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like saves the Batman franchise and Superman franchise. Saves DC. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a bit extreme, but not far.
0: Uh, it was a huge turning point in the 80s for for the comics and for reimagining, particularly Batman, like the old 50s weathered yeah. Batman. And from what I've heard, again, I haven't seen it. From what I've heard, as much as people want to give Batflex some shit, he apparently does a great job at being this Frank Miller-esque, 80s weathered n- no longer cares which is impressive just no longer cares batman yeah. just i'm just tired of taking care of gotham i just i have no patience for these people anymore
1: you know it's really impressive to hit that but i feel like i really i really enjoyed the comic i thought man this this was really well done it hits a lot of interesting points but it also had the comic itself had a lot of other a lot of other themes running through it about The the Reagan in a box that wasn't Reagan, you know, as the president. And there was lots of this, there are lots of other themes kind of running under uh, that were popular in the early 80s. But it seems like everything I've seen, and again, I haven't seen the movie, they have nothing to offer this movie other than the fact that it's a superhero movie where superheroes are punching each other and then another superhero shows up. And I'm like, all right, fine. Do you know how many superhero movies are out there? That's exactly what it sounds like. And it it sounds like to me... and when did I'm the with, Avengers come out? Ten years ago? No, I've seen superheroes punching supervillains. That's exactly what it seems like. It seems like studio heads got together and
0: they said, okay, if we put Batman v Superman up on a screen, people will go see it. And that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. People went to go see it. Sure. The, the opening weekend was great. Because yeah. everybody that would be like, primarily like me and you, but you and I didn't go see it, didn't have an opportunity. Now I'm a little bit glad I didn't, but- yep. People see Batman versus Superman and they're like, I've got to go see this first week it comes out. How bad can this possibly be? Three hours later, people are going, it is that bad, that bad. And I'm sure I even and say, th- even now I sit here and I go, I'm sure it's a decent movie. I I haven't seen it. I, in my mind, can't imagine how you can take these two characters and say, it's going to be Batman versus Superman and be like, okay, that can't be that bad, but can yeah. it?
1: Yeah, I, I'm 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 afraid to find out. But, you know, there's the flip side of that is uh, Force Awakens. We all, like, said, all right, like three months in advance. All right, I'm putting away a few bucks every paycheck because I know I'm going to need, like, $300 in movie tickets because I'm going to see this 500 times. Yeah. I just, I did not have that passion for that. I, I looked, I, when looking at, looking at the trailers and ads, I said, this is a huge media blitz. It's the same stuff over and over. It's on everything.
0: Yeah, they don't. It's but, on every fast food cup. It's on everything.
1: And it's the same thing on every fast food cup, on every TV, on every 30 second ad, you know, everywhere. Like, it's the same exact thing. It's like, if you literally have nothing else to show me, mm-hmm. that scares me.
0: Well, here's the thing, and, and I'm going to use this to tie back in, is um, the difference between movies and TV medium and who's winning each market. And I say that to say this. I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith recently just directed an episode of the flash. So, so when he was on set with the flash, what he said was that their core tenets every time that they record an episode, every time they write an episode needs to be, they needs to have three things. It needs to have heart. Mm -hmm. It needs to have humor Mm -hmm. needs to have spectacle
1: okay nice. so yeah
0: if you have these three things if you think about it especially in marvel movies because they've kind of broken the code on this now if right. you think about okay you have to have these three things you have to have heart you have to have humor you have to have spectacle and then you go watch a marvel movie you know you well first off you know you're gonna get spectacle because you're gonna get Super people fighting, exactly like right. you say. It, it, it's what you, yeah, it's what you sign up for. But you also know that you're going to get humor. You're going to laugh at Tony Stark. You're going to get, you know, humor from Ant-Man, self-deprecating at times. I mean, you're going to get these things and you're going to get heart. You're going to get that moment of like, oh man, I really, I really feel for this character. You know, uh, I mean, I, I totally, I'm empathetic to your situation. You're going to get all three of those things. From what I understand from Batman versus Superman, it's just dark. It's dark. It's brooding, which is the problem I had with Man of Steel. I was a, a pretty big Superman fan. I watched Man of Steel, and I'm like, "That's that's not Superman. He doesn't save Pa Kent. He doesn't go after his dad." And I and I get that people are like, "Yeah, but he does, his dad says not." That's not that's not, not, that's that's not, not Superman. His, that's not his character, right? To hide the fact, like, I yeah, I have these superpowers, but I need to hide them. I need to keep them to myself. I need to not do this. And then when you do use the powers to be massively destructive and kill is just not in, in, in with keeping with being Superman. So you almost kind of lost me there, but when I heard that Batman versus Superman was coming out, I was like, okay, maybe they're using that as a divisive plot point to switch us and be like, okay, but this is where that conflict comes from. This is how we're going to resolve that. But from what I understand, it just takes it from a dark movie to even more <laughs> dark and brooding and even darker than Man
1: of Steel was. Man of Steel was, was a great movie. For a character that has not been created yet, or for a different character, and that's the problem.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely.
1: So and with 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 Miller, you know, and you do, you have this Batman versus Superman conflict. There's a very there's a lot of lead up time. There's a lot of. If you're thinking Batman punching Superman, a lot of dead time in the books that lets you explore what's going on. And it's not just, you know, Batman's done with Gotham. It's what has society become and what is Gotham and what are we seeing? Um, they spend a lot of there's a lot of page burn on. It's, it's all like RoboCop, the original RoboCop. Mm-hmm. There's a fair amount of screen burn on uh, random ads. I'll buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of world building. And, and I, again, haven't seen Batman or Superman movie. Everything I see about it, you know, is superheroes punching superheroes. There's no, in a world. And they like set in, there's no scene setting. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there's a good, there's a good set of teaser flicks. And, uh, I think, I think Forrest Awakens did a great job with it where you can have a teaser flick. That's all environment building. Yeah. And you're showing something out of the movie or even something that's tangential oh, to yeah. a scene in the movie. Here's the environment, here's what we're setting you up for. I there's none of that. Oh now, yeah.
0: No, the, the teaser with Ray, uh, you know, scrapping for for parts and whatnot yeah. in the uh, in the down Death Star is just, just that shot, just seeing her, even not knowing it's her, in that scene, you're like, This just looks this looks great. I just I who is that person? What is this? What's this going on? And to come back to that trailer, mm-hmm. I see the first Batman versus Superman trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks great. Like Batman right. stands up out of the Batmobile and you're like, oh shit. Like it's about to get real. Yeah, you want to see some action? Absolutely. Exactly. And then you see this trailer and you're like, okay, well you've already given me a huge plot point turn because you felt like you need to show me Wonder Woman's in it. You need to show me that the Justice League is starting. You need to show me that it's not really Batman versus Superman. That's really Batman and Superman and the beginning of the Justice League against an evil villain. And now we're just hitting all the same beats that you've hit in other movies and lest we forget I keep saying three hours but <laughs> it's like two hours and 37 minutes or something like right. some ridiculously but on the other side of things and it's because it seems like it's because they're trying to fit all those plot points in so on one side you've got Marvel who goes all right we're gonna make an Iron Man we're going to make a Thor movie. We're going to go right down the line and make all these different characters movies. And we're going to do them as stand. We're going to make a captain America movie. We're going to do them a standalone. Then when we bring them together and that first time you get that shot where the camera's circling around them and Joss Whedon's like, well, we'll see this a billion times. Yeah. Um, They're like, we, because we know because that everyone has watched all these different movies and just once putting them in the center and doing this big shot around them, you're like, Oh, thank God, this is the greatest thing ever. But then, Warner brothers in DC is like, okay, well let's have Superman. And then let's jump immediately into saying we're introducing one more character, but really we're introducing a whole team of characters right off the bat. And from what I understand, it goes, you know, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, trying to get all this stuff fit in. Mm -hmm. Whereas they didn't have the confidence in the characters to say, let's give them all their movies. Right. That being said, Marvel has just broken the code on, on these movies. Yes. They, I mean, people are going to go see them. The reviews, the critics have already seen Captain America, civil war that that they saw that this week. And the reviews are just like, this is everything that Batman versus Superman should have been. It's got heart. It's got humor. It's got spectacle. It's civil, got everything. Civil
1: war is basically shut up and take my money. Like I already know that. Oh yeah. Th- th- this is my next, this is my next, uh, you know, force awakens. All right. A few months before it comes out, I'm going to start putting, the money, putting aside. the money away Yep, because I'm just going to need it. But here's where I'm going to give Warner
0: brothers and DC their due, which is comic books are, I would think harder to do in movie form than they are in TV form because mm-hmm. comics are episodic, right? It's not made to be this one big story. I mean, some of the graphic novels, yes, but it's still presented in an episodic fashion. So what they're doing with the TV shows, I think has hit the, hit the ball out of the ballpark. The flash is a great TV show. They're just killing these TV shows. And, but Warner Brothers and DC is like, okay, yeah, but we want the movies. They have so little confidence in their characters that they have one person playing the flash on TV. They being the people that control these characters and a different one playing it in the cinematic universe. It's like, well, but these are the same characters. You're putting putting them out there. It's not a reboot. They are both existing in the same time in our perspective.
1: The comic book, the gutters, the spaces between the panels, flipping the page, these all have weight. The comic books are all about, the graphic novels, graphic art like that is all about the timing. What happens between those spaces? Movies and TV as well fill in those missing spaces because it's a continuous thing. But with TV shows, you do have that episodic nature. You have natural breaks with movies. You don't necessarily have these breaks. And if you don't insert those pauses, if you don't fill that space, if you don't give, if you don't give the story room to breathe, you can get into a slugfest or you can get into something where you have this time. So you need to find something cinematic or you just need to do something cool to fill space. And if you're just doing something cool to fill space, you've missed the whole entire point of the gutter. You've missed the whole entire breathing room. Normally, normally I want to take the counterpoint, but I have to agree with you here. I think that making the movie has got to be harder than making the TV show.
0: Well, I don't think it's just me and just you. And here's where I kind of get some of my, uh, my biasness, uh, in regards to this,
1: because Marvel is also, it, they've got a lead and they've also had a lot of random random experimental stuff, right? Like, okay, so we've got, we've got, uh, we're putting the Avengers together, we're putting all these movies out. But let's, but we're going to, but we're, but we're going to throw you Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, unless we forget, they oh, have- hey, it hit. Excellent. We learned some lessons from this, but we didn't have to expend that energy. Yeah. We didn't have to learn those lessons on one of our core hits. Yeah. No, these things are steamrollers.
0: Well, but lest we forget, they've had some failures too, and I was going to I was going oh, to yeah. so, go somewhere different. So I'll just say this very quickly, just so we get the, the idea that you and I are not just hating on Batman for Super Superman just without any previous knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is directly from Rotten Tomatoes, and then I'm going to come back to, to Marvel trying and hitting and missing. So Rotten Tomatoes, do you know what the Rotten Tomatoes score for Batman versus Superman
1: is? They hate everything, so I'm going to say like three.
0: Well, not quite that low. I think okay. only like a couple movies have gotten that low. Um, although all three Toy Stories have essentially gotten a hundred. I think one got a ninety-nine. Um, wow, really? Yeah. Um, but, that, but here's what I'm going to say. And I mean, those is, were good, but I'm surprised. This is one of the first reviews I come to. If a filmmaker attempted this is a Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant 30s. I oh. was thinking one out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 28. They got 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of the first reviews. If a filmmaker attempted to combine everything casual moviegoers don't like about superhero franchises, they couldn't cup up with a picture as ex, as a
1: Take your time. Uh, remember, it's no, the internet. It's the internet. So. No,
0: no, it's a real word. I had to look it up and I can't even say it from correctly. If a filmmaker attempts to combine everything casual moviegoers don't like about superhero franchises, they couldn't come up with a with a picture as exertable as this one. I learned a new word today because of this movie. Ex- execrable Shittable. No, but lest we forget, your point is, is great. <laughs> lest we forget, they've had some major failures. Like they did Guardians and they hit the ball out of the ballpark. But not everything they've done has been really, really great. Lest we forget all the Hulk movies <laughs> that I liked. I'm sorry. Eric Bana. Eric Bana, you're my man. I'm sorry. I, I really <laughs> liked it. Um, but I'm a I'm a Hulk fanboy. But one of the ones that they did that kind of failed was they've never gotten the Punisher right. Or at least they don't think they've gotten the Punisher right, because they did Punisher right. Warzone, which was the 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 reboot of Punisher. But the first one that they did was Frank Castle. Uh, by Tom Jane. Do you, okay. do you remember this really, really great movie? And I, 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 th- I thought it was really, really good. Um, and, but here's the thing was, it's kind of a Deadpool situation because they made that movie people didn't really like it. They made another one after that. But then later for a con, Tom Jane revised the character as Frank Castle and he did his own little short for a con. Have you seen this? It's called dirty laundry. No. Well, you know what we got to do
1: so true definition of anti-hero here right like complete waste of a bottle of whiskey
0: yeah he's, he's not exactly the uh the the super superman type of hero there
1: i mean there are plenty of things that are inflammable that
0: he could have used instead. He could have drank that. Well, that's true. And is Jack Daniel's high enough proof to... Well, it was Jack. Is that that bad that that's the first place I go? Is (laughs) that really high enough proof for it to actually... You should have used 151? I don't know. (laughs) Just Jack, you know, with with the, the barrel aging. It just...
1: Well, you know, it's not like you walk into the corner bodega and you're like, hey, you got like two gallons of Jet A.
0: I think in all regards in the Marvel Universe, I think that they have pretty much locked down how to make these movies conversely sadly i don't think dc has
1: no marvel's kind of got and they've been doing it before marvel's kind of got the uh what everybody thought disney had a while ago It was like oh yeah well i mean you can do amusement parks but theme park you're gonna be uh that's gonna be a tough run Mm. but you never can tell dc could pull out the harry potter world Wizarding oh, World of Harry Potter, way better than anything Disney's got.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've heard it, It's outstanding. I haven't been able to. I've only gone to which size is it that's not. I've not gone to Diagon Alley. Oh. Next week on General Geekery. Oh. Okay, so so Batman versus Superman. Are you going to see it in the
1: theater? Nope. Uh, ba- Batman v Superman? Probably gonna be uh, when I'm going to the, you know, going out and grabbing some food at the grocery store, and it's in there at Box and I'm like, eh, why not? Okay, so let's do. I can give it back. I don't have to pretend I own it.
0: This may be a burn away, but let's do this real quick. So, so Batman versus Superman, we know is not actually Batman v Superman. It's actually the beginning of the Justice League. Right. So, if we were to do a no holds barred battle to the death, who actually wins in Batman versus Superman? Because you have the diametrically opposed ideas, you have the diametrically opposed ideas of uh, brains and money. Versus almost incomparable power,
1: right? And it, you know, this is this is one of those this is one of those cliches with lots of gotchas. Uh, I would say it depends on the availability of kryptonite. I would think that Batman is smart enough and rich enough to nice. get what he way needs. To, way to cut straight to the chase. Well, yeah, because in a in a straight up in a straight up fisticuffs, you know, Batman can't lift the kettlebells that Superman can. If the knowledge before the encounter, if Batman knows,
0: Batman of, has to prepare of the weakness. Because if we're going no holds barred, if there's no kryptonite in battle number one, then and Superman is not holding back, which is not in his manner. That's but, true. But maybe now it is. Like maybe this conversation needs to be now in the in the new parlance. Uh, you know that well, he's th- snapped, ha- that he's a snap uh, a next snapping Superman.
1: Which which is great. That's a great point. Um, I would have to ask: Is this a? What are the win conditions? Does one have to kill the other? Or can we say no? This is won by decision. I thought you meant the wind
0: conditions. No. Like, well, there's a there's a hill of kryptonite. Well, Superman can
1: only fly so fast. <laughs>
0: and there's a hill of kryptonite to the west. With a good wind, it actually reduces his power back to a human uh, <laughs> human standard.
1: It's a cloudy day, so the yellow sun isn't really giving it all it's worth. Uh, it's
0: slightly overcast, which for Batman makes him even a little bit moodier than he normally would be. Because it's like, <laughs> this is what it was like when my parents is died. It, I
1: was going to ask, is it the death of his parents' anniversary? Or is it the anniversary of his parents' death? Though, honestly, either would probably make him depressed. Either one would make him depressed. Because I think everything makes him depressed. All
0: the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Universe that you could possibly see, who do you take?
1: Ren Stimpy. <laughs> you idiot scariest
0: thing I've ever seen on any cartoon ever. And I remember this to this day, most Ren and Stimpy cartoons. I don't remember much of what's going on. The one where they were like, let's implode ourselves and they implode themselves. And then the screen implodes and everything goes dark. I swear to God, I was sitting there as like a young teen slash not quite teenager going, Holy fuck. There's your existential crisis. Oh my God. And then I was like, wait, we're, we're we're all gonna die. Like I mean <laughs> I know that's a cartoon. I'm
1: gonna die. <laughs> yep. I saw I saw that like a mid teens and I'm like, all right, that must be a midlife crisis. If you see And you- now I'm like, you know well, if that was my midlife crisis, I'm a bit overdue. Like, death is not on my door. If you were there when I watched it, it's like I watched the cartoon, like, after I got out of school. So, it's like
0: it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, we got out at 3.15. So, it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sitting here and I watch it. And it goes off. And I just turn the TV off. And I'm just staring at it. My parents have dinner. They do whatever else they're doing. I'm just sitting in front of the TV. They go to bed. They're like, good night, son. And I'm just sitting comatose in front of the TV screen. The next day they wake up and you're like, you okay? And we are like, we're all going to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just sitting there. They turn the lights off and you're waiting. You're waiting for them to do the chores, eat dinner, put the dishes away, you know, do whatever else to do. You're waiting for them to turn off that light because you're just waiting for that moment. And you're like, is this when it all goes down? Well, it's kind of like the white. And light. the light goes off and you're like, damn it. What? Shit, when is it coming for me? Why has it not
0: happened? I'm still here. When is the sweet release of death? Well, it's kind of like uh, it th- was the idea is a purple elephant. Like don't think about purple. Elephant. Oh, uh-huh. And then you think about a purple ele- or white elephant or whatever. I don't care what race it is. So they're like, don't think about this certain thing. And you think about that certain thing because it's human nature. Plus you're a racist <laughs> only to elephants. Hmm. So, but then that, that becomes my thought is I'm sitting here as a little kid and I'm like, don't think about imploding yourself. Nope. I'm still here.
1: You're like grabbing at your chest. <laughs> don't fall in. <laughs>
0: Don't implode. Did I implode. Like my parents come in, they're like, why are you in a cold sweat? And I was like, I think I imploded.
1: <laughs> no, but you have hit puberty. I feel like my mass has increased greatly. <laughs> and my volume is still the same. What's going on? Am I a black hole? Am I a black hole?
0: First off, your grasp of physics at such a young age <laughs> is really, really good.
1: No, you just it's, ate a bunch of uranium. Yeah. Don't do that. Also, probably see a doctor. And this has been General Geekery. Specifically... It's been a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And we said stuff. You heard us. That's a deep cut.
0: That's a real deep cut. How simple is this? That's a real deep cut. You would be terrible in a Judd Apatow film. Yes. Who does a podcast where they're doing retakes? Okay, listen, that was good. I didn't feel the emotion in that one. Let's try that again. Let's go back to the ass
1: line. No, what's great is how you sit down and you're like, "All right, huddle." And you're like the director. It's like, "Here's your character. Here's who you are. This is your this is your motivation."
0: Okay. You're you're really smart, but an asshole. Okay. I'm with you. Um, you have a great sense of humor, but it's slightly self-deprecating and a little bit pedantic. Okay. I know most of those words.